I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Welcome to the Geek Down Podcast, the show where two friends and fellow geeks sit in front of microphones to try and figure out where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. Seasons change. Things rearrange. I'm Jordan Ferguson. Um, this is episode <laughs> nine. We still episode have... Episode nine? Oh, gosh. 109. Good Lord. I was distracted by the drop. <laughs> I've fallen into a time paradox. The ding. I actually don't know what our episode nine was. There were no birds. There were uh, no birds. We were back here. Yep. Oh, man. Flash of the past. If you want to go back and tell us what happened on episode nine, um, there's a couple ways you can do that. Yeah. Uh, the first is you can go to soundcloud.com forward slash geekdownpod. That's where the show lives. Yep. You can take a listen to episode nine. Um, once there, if you want, you could subscribe. And that uh, means that SoundCloud will let you know when new episodes have arrived on that website. SoundCloud will be like, hey, buddy. Hey. It's a new episode. What's going on? You got to come over here and get it, though. Yeah. And if you're like... Uh, excuse me? How dare you? Do you know who my dad is? <laughs> he owns a dealership. <laughs> um, then if you press a little, uh, Apple button, mm-hmm. it will take you to Apple Podcasts. Yes, it will. Once there, you can subscribe there and maybe give us a, a rate, uh, maybe four or five stars. That, that would be lovely. Um, and a little maybe comment like, this show is awesome. Everyone should listen to it. If you're not listening to it, you're stupid. Um. Don't call other listeners stupid. But I mean, but they're not other listeners yet. <laughs> See what I'm doing? We'll call potential listeners stupid. I would prefer you didn't. I mean, do you live your life? But yeah, stop being so bossy, Jordan. Oh my god. <laughs> um, while you're there, if you hit subscribe at Apple Podcast, the podcast will come to you. Yes, we have the technology, and we have Chauncey. We do have Chauncey. Chauncey is the geek down internet elf. I'll always have you, Chauncey. He still just texts me. He doesn't ever text Jordan. That's fine. You know what? As we've established, sometimes I'm happier being left alone. <laughs> it's true. You're a little bit of a curmudgeon. A little bit of a Scrooge. Sometimes. Just how I get down. Yeah. Sometimes I don't want to talk to people and they take offense. <laughs> Why? I like talking to you, though, listeners. Yeah. Talk to you every week for like 109 episodes. And we would love for you to talk to us. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That was, that was well done. <laughs> it's, the, it's the segue bell. Yeah. The segue God's going. Good job, Jordan Kate. Good job. Um, you can do so in many different ways. You can go to our Twitter at GeekdownPod. Yes. Um, you how many quick characters now is it? Oh God, it's like two hundred and eighty. Wow. <laughs> that's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot of characters. Um that's like too much. We gotta stop people from talking that much. Um Oh yeah, like like really Twitter, you, you need to wait for Trumpito to get elected before you doubled his character count so disappointing um the what i like is when the, someone has a lot to say and instead of just like doing a twitter and then like linking it to something they do like part one part two part three well yes they, they, they allow you to thread your tweets now yeah so you can have a bunch of what, what i loved before that was the notes screenshot mm-hmm. that was how you got around it before yeah you, you just, would add a photo of your notes app yeah and just your big long fucking or you could just link it to something why you think i don't know ReZero was the best anime over Yuri on Ice and the Crunchyroll Awards are rigged and whatever. We stay relevant. Um, 
Uh, the second way you can get a hold of us is on our Insta. Insta. At GeekdownPod. Yes, we have one of those. We do. Apparently, the pictures are very good on there. Are they? Apparently. Who says? Somebody. Okay. Um, and then... I, I don't update it very much, but... Um, and uh, we have a Gmail account. Yes. Uh, GeekdownPod at gmail.com. Yes, we do. Um, you can send us fan mail. More than 240 characters. If you have so much to say you cannot, nay, will not, you refuse to be constrained by 280 characters? Yeah. Just write an email. Yeah. And you can... Don't need to blow up my TL. <laughs> don't need to dive bomb my mentions. You can just send us an email. Send us an email. It's almost the good old fashioned way. You can put on the Victrola and fire up the, <laughs> the electronic mail machine. And, and there you go. <laughs> send um, it to geekdownpod at gmail.com. Get your hamster to start <laughs> running the wheel. Run the belt so it can fire it off. You have enough electricity to send it. Um, finally... Uh, you can contact us on our soon possibly to be deleted Facebook account. <laughs> We're all, all getting the fuck out, y'all. Yeah, apparently. Um, at www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod. Cambridge Analytica may steal your data. The Geekdown never will. Uh, nope. <laughs> we neither have the means nor the ability. Nor the inclination. Uh, to do so. Um, yeah, that's all the socials. It is all the socials. Um, Those are all the socials. English. English. Language. <laughs> it's also our English bell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just an overall good point, dummy bell. Yeah. Um, and finally, if you like what you hear so far, and maybe you have gone back to listen to episode nine, <laughs> um, and you liked that, and you want to support us. You're like, oh my God, this show has grown so much in the past hundred episodes. Yeah. They have a mixer. Caitlin has a chair. Yes. Um, we Maybe I'd like them to get guests on because that would just improve it immensely. That would improve it. I don't have to listen to these two yammer at each other for 90 minutes every week. And have Jordan ding that bell over and over again. Um, God, why did I imagine? Um, <laughs> then you can go to our Patreon. Yep. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash geekdownpod. There are show notes there and playlists and bonus episodes and levels there are level. We have levels, guys. There are levels to this shit. Levels, um, and you can go there and do that there. And speaking, patrons of the Geek Down playlist is going to be a real easy one this week. I was saying it to Kate. Yeah. Our favorite Japanese band. Second action. Nay, the original Geek Down theme song. Yes. Is now on Spotify. So probably today or by now, as you're listening to this, patrons, that playlist will be up. Yeah. And if you're like, man, I missed the old theme song. Well, there you go. Now you can listen to it as much as you want. I'll you can even... just listen to it and then quickly listen to, to us. Like, just cut the theme <laughs> song part out of it. Just and a, then... It's like slowly lower the volume on your phone and then queue up where we were talking. Yeah. Cause we just like the good old days. We can't afford it. Yeah. But. Just like episode nine. <laughs> it's like back in episode nine before we were making any money. At all. <laughs> the use of that song was purely fair use. Yeah. I think. Maybe not. Don't come for me, Ichigo. I, they have no idea who we are. Nope. And never will. Nope. But that's all that business out of the way. Business. Let's get to the other business. What's the other business? The news business. You want to do news? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, no. We'll do update. Well, like personal updates. Personal updates. People like the personal update bit. Apparently. Friends, I've low-key been petitioning because I'm lazy yeah. for a chit-chat episode. <laughs> she low-key keeps curving me on the... <laughs> Just a on little. Chit -chat up. We'll have a chit chat out. I just, you know, we wanna, wanna give people what they like. They like the chit chat, but they also like us rating things. 
and talking about things. I don't know. The thing I hear is <laughs> the thing I hear for the most part is like, I'm, sometimes I don't make it through the show a lot because I haven't seen what you guys are. What? I've I've heard it. Oh, people need I've to get it. on watching things. You need to stop having lives, people. Like us. Raising your kids. <laughs> Going to work. <laughs> having sex with your partners. Ugh. People are the worst. They are the worst. No, we're kidding. You guys are the best. Caitlin? Yeah. I have an update of sorts. Ooh. You will recall. Yeah. I was vexed. <laughs> you were extremely vexed. I was. <laughs> you were having a Jordan moment. I was having a Jordan moment. And you were vexed. <laughs> so vexed that you were drinking tea with some lady and like, like in like the like that, early 1700s. Oh, like I was Maggie Smith on Downton Abbey? Just well, that was, yeah, that was. I know it wasn't 1700s okay. history, girl. Yeah. Um, but like you're drinking tea and you got so upset you spilled your tea. That's how vexed you were. I was saying like inconceivable. Yes. Yeah. It's reprehensible. Reprehensible. Saying things like that. Yeah. Uh, go back and listen to it. <laughs> even if you said, want. Even though I said I wasn't going to go on for 20 minutes, I basically went on for 20 minutes. But hey, it was, it was a good chat. Uh, basically, I hated record people for being snobs and. And we talked about snobism when uh, collecting. Yes. So And gatekeeping. And gatekeeping in general. Record people have sort of redeemed themselves. Oh, have certain record people redeemed themselves? Yes. Oh. You already know who it is, but we won't get there. So today, as we're recording, happening as I record this, is the Downtown Toronto Record Show. Yeah. Which I was going to go to. Yes. I uh, had planned on going to. Didn't really have a lot on my list, as we've established. I'm I'm less about, you know, digging per se and more like just find the shit on, on Discogs. Right. Um, but Leah the Brazilian wanted to go. I hadn't seen her for a while. So I was going to go to hang out with her. And on Thursday, I was at work, a major Canadian retailer. And I got my <laughs> The Daily Evil, which is my nightly update from Discogs, letting me know, hey, homie. Just wanted to let you know uh, some things from your want list have appeared are in the marketplace now. Ah, thanks, Discogs. Discogs goes the extra mile and lets you know you might there might be like forty things that go up, but they only send you like ten of them in your email just to be like, hey, these are uh, tracking lower than the median market value. So it's kind of poking you. Yeah, just want to let you know these are here. It's like a it's like a sale sign in the window saying it, up to eighty percent off. Exactly. Now, I think. People are going to be like, listen, I, I keep track of everything you say, Jordan. And you said once that you only had like four records you were after right now. Mm-hmm. We know that's not true. Not true at there, all. There were four that were at like the top of the list that I would have paid probably anything for. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were other ones floating around. Two of them. Well, three of them. <laughs> two, two of them. Well, three. Three, four. Three, four, six. Um, we're by a woman named Henri. Henri. A-N-R-I. Oh, is this the French woman? No. Oh. That's Diane Tell. Oh. You got to lead f- Francophones, Canadians, because no record stores in Toronto have a... You're going to have to go to Montreal. ...have a section for that. Uh, oddly enough, a copy from Japan was huh. <laughs> was what came up on my email one day. Um, Henri. A-N-R-I. She's apparently Korean, oh. yet sang in Japanese and made her career in the Japanese market. Mm-hmm. And she had three albums that were all written and produced by this guy, Toshiki Karamatsu. Right. And if Tatsuro is the king of city pop, to my mind, Toshiki is like the prince. Okay. Um, He's got some other grail records on there that I may have to pull the trigger on one day. But that day is not today. Um, When I first saw these Henri records at Cosmos Records, obviously, Uh I did not know anything about them. The homie, the homie Hisa, 
was just like, no, those are really good. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Pass. Fast forward six months. I've checked them out online. They've slowly earwormed their way into me. And I'm like, oh, man, these are really good. And I didn't buy them at the time. Fuck. You should know better. Every time I go there, I always say to Hisa, I'm like, man, Hisa, I should have bought those records when you had them here. So the record show was coming up. But then I get the email yeah. that says two of these Henri records have popped up in the marketplace. Good price. Same seller. So bulk shipping. Would have been about, after exchange and shipping, maybe 50 bucks for, right. bu- for both of them. Right. And I'm like, I'm supposed to go to the record show, but I should still, I should just buy these, right? I should just buy these. And I was waiting. I was waiting for the phone call from Mr. Malash because he's the one. <laughs> that I discussed these matters with <laughs> deeply. Mr. Malash understands. That's why when you're best friends with somebody for like, you know, 36 years, mm-hmm. that's that's who you talk to. And as I'm waiting for the call, I'm just flipping through Instagram and I get a DM. I'm like, DM? It's from the homie Hisa. It's, oh. a, it's a video. As has been established on the show, I opened that video thinking it was just going to be titties. Right. Because he sends you those <laughs> videos. that's what Hisa does. Hisa was not sending titties. <gasps> oh my gosh. What? Kisa was letting me know that three Henri <gasps> records had come in. Oh, my goodness. Caitlin, I just want to take a minute to really draw your attention to Timely by Henri. This is like the one in this her catalog. Is amazing. I believe this is what the kids call <laughs> aesthetic. Aesthetic, yes. Or aesthetic, where you put the space between every every word. I don't know what she's doing, but she looks great she's doing like, it. She's like looking through... Looking through binoculars. But not really. There's palm trees. It's white and blue. This is a sh- oh, oh, God. God. I hit the mic. Dig the back. She's on a lifeguard chair at a pool. Oh, my God. An empty pool. I won't take out the... No, there's water in there. No. I, there's no people in there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, the insert is even better. I won't even bother to show you the insert, but it's one of the best inserts I've seen on a Japanese record. Fantastic. Um, cool. This was another one. Apricot Jam. Apricot Jam. I don't even. I didn't even know this record. This was not on the list. This elbow fist leaning <laughs> like chin that? thing. You like oh, that yeah. pose? Oh, I'm doing that all the time now. Kate. Yeah. I can top it. <gasps> can you top it? Do you want to know what the look is? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that is fantastic. So this is Henri on the back of her album Cool in a full Canadian tuxedo. Oh my gosh! Denim I have on not denim. seen that much denim, denim since like the mid '90s. Denim on denim on denim. With a uh, some sort of Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas like straw hat and a stick, a badass stick, the weave sandals holding a stick. Anyway, wow, my man, the homie Hisa at Cosmos Records. You're the only good thing in record collecting. Oh, the only good thing. <laughs> you're a scholar and a gentleman, and my favorite person in the world. I don't have a drop for that, but Hisa. You were so excited. I'm excited for you. Three records. Three records. I'm not going to tell you what I paid. It was not not a low amount. No. But it was. But it wasn't the hundreds of dollars per record that some people want you to spend. Not per. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's up and down in this collector life, Kate. Yeah. But sometimes, sometimes the... Sunshine's on the smallest stone. Isn't it? Isn't it kind of like um, uh, gambling? Like that's why it's so <laughs> addictive is because you have those up and downs of gambling. Listen, it, it, to a certain extent, it is, and this goes back to comics too. Like yeah. the rush of having something on your list 
and flipping through a bin and finding it, whether you expect to find it or not. Like back when I was going through, like if I needed like one random issue of Sandman to like complete my run or something. Yeah. You flip through and you find it. It's like, fuck, yes. Right. Or flipping through like, I guess the better thing is like if you wanted something, I used to collect this book called Blue Monday, which was a. It was basically like the mod Archies. Okay. You might get that at some point, actually. All right. Um, very, again, very Britpop, very mod culture uh, inspired. It was by a woman named China Clugston. Came out on Oni Press, you know, super small. So it was never going to have a dedicated bin at, mm-hmm. at any comic store. It was going to be in like B miscellaneous, right? Yeah. That's the thrill, right? When you go to, back before I lived here, you go to the Silver Snail and you flip through B miscellaneous and you find one random issue of Blue Monday and you'd be like, yes. yes. Yeah. That's the that's the thrill. That's why we do it. Like the suckers we are. I don't collect anything. I'm fine. Galen's like anything I want, I just go online. Or I don't want that many things, or then I talk myself out of it. Like I was gonna buy um you know those well, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but basically they're for your fridge and you put your bags of milk. Yes, ca- Canadians have bags of milk. Oh, I posted. I think I retweeted something on the Twitter about that. Yeah. Somebody was like, sometimes I like to just post a photo of <laughs> me, me pouring bagged milk because people in America freak the fuck out. Well, uh, the best thing is when they're like, how do you pour bagged milk? And I'm like, there's a container <laughs> you, you have a put pi- it in. You have a little yeah. pitcher you put it in. Yeah. Um, Sorry, and- you don't open the bag and pour it into the pitcher and then pour it. No, you no, put the bag, bag into the, the pitcher. pitcher yes. And don't open the bag before you put it in the pitcher. No. Um, you put it in and then you tap the pitcher so yep. that the bag goes to the bottom you'll whack on your knee like. and then you find scissors because if you do it with a knife you'll fuck it up and then you, the pour will be all weird oh no you didn't have one of those things no it like a little like pee no it had a little like blade in it and a clip so you put the clip on the <gasps> side of the pitcher and then no. you take that off and you just you just slice it no i just we just had scissors scissors is fine like yeah. yeah you're reinventing the wheel with the with the, with with the, the slice thing but. yeah um anyway so you and then you cut it and then you're good to go anyways you need, you need a milk pitcher? No, it's it's basically it's uh, something that uh, sits to the side of the fridge and it's upright and you just put your bags in it. So instead of the the big bag of three bags <laughs> that takes up the whole bottom. I, I don't want the record scratch on here anymore. <laughs> your friends, I'm amazed right now. Um, you just stack them on top of each other. And then what? as you take one from the bottom, the other two come down. Guys, my life has changed right now. I, don't, I didn't know this existed. So I'm on Amazon and I've got Amazon Prime. So I'm going to get it. If I order it, I'll get it on like Tuesday. Yep. And I'm sitting there going, can I spend $6 on this? Oh it might be a little bit more than that, but I'm like. Not that much free shipping. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no. But just like the, the whole idea of spending that, that money. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe it's like 10 bucks, And I'm like. Do I do I spend the ten bucks on this? Like I'm actually having a crisis about this thing will make my life better. Like it will make my fridge more organized. And because we have housemates, we've sort of divided the fridge in half. Mm. And we're pretty good about staying on our own side. Like we use the door. We sort of say whoever can use whatever in the door. If someone's bag of milk rolls over to one side, like it's not a big deal. But we do try and our best, so we don't have tons of room to buy stuff, right? And. I found not only something for bags of milk, but also for eggs. Mm. We like to buy like the big Costco eggs. We eat a lot of eggs in the house. So that takes up like a ton of room in the fridge. And I'm like, there's a thing with eggs in a drawer. 
<laughs> it would just make my life so much better. But I, I can't, like you said, pull the trigger to like buy these. It'll all together. It'll come to like twenty five bucks. Ooh. And I'm like five dollars. Oh, Caitlin, you're talking to a man who would rather buy more records than spend the money on upgrading his storage system to store the records he already has. <laughs> yeah, we have problems. I yeah. definitely spent all that money on these honorary records and then did grocery shopping that night looking at the salads that were no longer on sale. Salads were on sale. Bag salads were on sale last yeah. week at the No Frills. Yeah. And I stocked up. Yeah. I was like, oh man, look at me eating vegetables. Go you. <laughs> Just killing it <laughs> up in my vegetable intake. I should really stay on this. You know, it's a good, you know, mm-hmm. it's good for work. You know, I just grab it. I don't have to cook and then yeah. you know, just shake it up and have a salad. Have a salad for lunch. Then I got there and these salads are now no longer on sale and they are $5 per bag. And I'm yeah. like, good Lord. It's like $20 if I buy four of these. Yeah. Good Lord. $5 per meal. What? You could also just buy lettuce and some vegetables. You can get bag salads that are not fun for like $2. Oh my God. Not fun bag salad. That just. It was just like coleslaw, right? It's just like that's lettuce just and sad. shaved carrots and <laughs> that's it. It's like, yes, I know I could go out and buy vegetables and make my own salad, but. Ugh. That extra work. We got to clean records. Tupperware. We don't have time for that. Do have to, guys, I'm so overdue for a cleaning day. Oh, fuck. I work so damn much right now. Stupid Easter. Stupid Mother's Day changeover. <laughs> Y'all got to love your mom so much. She need candles and lanterns. And- I think we're just told to love our moms that much. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I mean, um, I, I don't mean it like I don't love my mother or don't love your mother, but I mean the, the show of like mm. buy your mom like a thousand dollar bracelet to show you her, you love her or buy your mom like this box of chocolates and this book and this glasses case and this bookmark my mother would have me committed if i bought her a thousand dollar bracelet i'm just saying like there's she would call the police because she would be probably right that i am clearly selling drugs to afford that i can see like making your mom something or buying her flowers if she likes flowers or you know maybe buying her chocolate if she likes chocolate but like the amount of money we're told to to pay to show that we love someone it that's kind of that frustrates me. Makes me sad. Hurts my heart. Well, I guess the lesson is: <laughs> don't be g- gifts from the heart for your mama. Yeah, make her make her something that you've decoupaged or <laughs> De- decoupaged. Wow. <laughs> or you know, crocheted or make her a friendship bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> Totally making my mom a friendship bracelet yeah. this year. Well, do you have any other stories for the world? You want to talk about your 11-hour D&D day? Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to say thank you to, I know our DM does not listen to the show, but his wife does. Um, so thank you to both of them for hosting us for more than 11 hours. Um, we ate waffle. It was D&D and waffles day. We do this now <laughs> right. once a month. Uh, to supplement, we're doing this major crazy dungeon crawl. Um, we like we tried to free a wyvern. We freed a dragon turtle yesterday. Um, we killed a naga. Like just so much happened. Um, and it was awesome and excellent. And we had lots of really great snacks and wonderful waffles. And yeah, and pulled pork sandwiches. It was amazing. If my current D and D character mm-hmm. partied with your crew. How long would he last before he got killed? We'd 
Well, we see we have we are we're um, uh, Black Eagle Eagle Acquisitions. Um, that is our guild, and uh, when we have people come aboard, mm-hmm. um, we basically get a percentage of what they collect, and then we put that in the pot, and we will resurrect them uh, if they die. Like a real pyramid scheme loan shark and business it's, you're running here. It isn't. No, we we put the money into basically it's insurance. So all of our so guild, your guild members is have, named like a shell company for a, <laughs> for a government agency. Um, I was I don't believe I was there when we named it, but um, it's uh, Black Eagle Acquisitions. Ask us about our draconic motto uh, competition. Black Eagle Acquisitions? Yeah. That is definitely a shell company for a military contractor. Please ask us about our draconic <laughs> uh, motto competition. <laughs> always that second... You always have to say the second part as well. Um, so, it. I don't remember how we got that name, but uh, we've had a whole bunch of people join us who are like NPCs. Um, and it's not a shell company. We just have insurance. It's insurance, basically. You pay us a bit of room and board so you can stay at our super awesome guild house and there's there's a pool and uh, and you get insurance. So if you die, someone will come resurrect you. That's what Gress is doing. He just wants to pay to chill around the pool. Yeah. But you got to go out there as well. Tannis scales. A very, a, a nice golden red e-color. Yes. Yeah. Learn more about that on the bonus episodes by becoming a patron. And maybe we'll have one for you next week. Maybe we will. Yeah, as an Easter present. How about that? How about that? Like a little Easter egg under your pillow. Yeah. Don't put Easter eggs under your pillow. They'll melt. Well, you want to hit some news right quick? Yeah. I have two things. I have nothing. All right. Two things. Number one, girl. Number one, the national holidays continue. We have broadcast windows for season two and three. A footy kitty. Yeah. Adult Swim slash Toonami have uh, released an English trailer. There was a Japanese trailer out already, but an extended uh, English language trailer. So you see more of it. Here's some more wonderful pillows music. And uh, season two, I believe, will be called FLCL Progressive, and that will be out in June. And the third season will be FLCL Alternative, or it's the other way around. They're, one's called Progressive, one's called Alternative. And they're airing in June and September. So we have both our, of this year. We have our summer and fall planned. So yes, that's basically whatever the hell else happens in anime for the rest of the year. Yep. It's like, yeah, is it FLCL related? Because if it isn't, I don't care. <laughs> um, that's story one. Story two, Caitlin. Yeah. I'm only saying I'm only bringing it up. It is major news okay. for this very niche area. <laughs> oh, you mean our podcast? <laughs> But as established on last week's episode, mm-hmm. if it's about a story, yeah, you love it. If I'm just like, yeah, this match was great, you're like, yeah. Oh, I see. But if it's about the story, Caitlin, yeah, love her some wrestling. I do. I love the stories when in in and around wrestling. As do I. As do most people. And it's that blurring of what's real and what's not that we are always fascinated by. Because yes. wrestling is essentially a work. Where the performers and the company are trying to, like, put one over on you. It's, you know, it's a, in theory, nobody gets hurt. Yeah. But it looks real bad. Sometimes people do get hurt. They do. Happens all the time. One person who got hurt was a guy named Daniel Bryan. Okay. It's a very, very, (laughs) like, uh, I work in middle management name. His his real name is Bryan Danielson. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. 
But because here's a fun fact about the WWE, they will generally always make you change your name so they can copyright it and own it. So Brian Danielson becomes Daniel Bryan. Uh. He was, he's always been an underdog. Like the entire start, he's small. Mm -hmm. He's kind of a squirrely wrestler. Like he does a lot of like submission style stuff. He originally, he came up as a member of this. They did this angle where a bunch of like upstarts were like trying to take out the, you know, establishment. They were called the Nexus. And Daniel Bryan uh, (laughs) theatrically choked a man with his tie during one of these like, you know, ambushes that they did. Right. Uh, That got on camera. Somebody got upset somewhere and Daniel Bryan got fired. Oh. And he already had a reputation on the indies, the independent wrestling scene for being, you know, a very talented worker. People are excited to see what he could do. Yeah. On the bigger stage. So when he got fired, we were like, oh, but then he came back. Ooh. And he started uh, getting over. He he did get a title run as a – he basically just kind of excelled at whatever he was doing. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought he could get over as a heel or a bad guy. Right. But he did. It's kind of what they call a chicken shit heel, like a guy who kind of wins by cheating. Yeah. And he started this thing, I think, during that era where he he would win using like a chicken shit method but celebrate it like it was the greatest victory of all time <laughs> and start screaming yes over and over. And like pointing, (laughs) pointing at the ceiling. (laughs) And he started doing that when he came down the ramp, just going, yes, yes, (laughs) yes. People love that. Of course they did. It started becoming a thing. If you're like, holy shit, this guy's actually pretty good. He became like a, you know, they put him with this uh, woman named AJ Lee. Uh And it was like a romantic thing. He was like, like, I'll never get over. It's like a romantic lead. Right. But he did. People loved him. And then at WrestleMania one year when he was the champion, Mm -hmm. they put him in a match against this guy, Sheamus. Okay. Seamus. Was Irish? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was. Um, oh, WWE. <laughs> and he was just a bigger dude. He was clearly like a creation of the like, you know, Vince McMahon school. Right. And so it was, I think it was the curtain jerk match at WrestleMania one year. And the whole thing, they it was an angle to like split Daniel Bryan and this woman, AJ Lee up to like right. break up their romance. Yeah. Because he was always kind of, you know, standoffish with her. And before the match, he, like, took his robe off and handed her his robe and gave her a kiss. The bell rang. He turned around, got a boot in the face from Seamus. One, two, three. Lost in 18 seconds. Oh. And fans were like, what? What's that about? What are you doing to him? Yeah. Um, And then he kind of, he was in a tag team with, and this is going back. He still wrestles. Jesus Christ. Do you remember Kane? No. You never saw Kane? The Undertaker's brother? I wonder if that would have crossed over in your eras. Kane's been around since the 90s. Okay. Um. They put him in a tag team with Kane, and they didn't want to be in a tag team with each other. And they did these sketches where they were going in at anger management <laughs> together. <laughs> they became tag team champions. They hated each other. Kane's whole thing was like fire, right? Uh, and also, Daniel Bryan turned on the fans, and he started saying no, screaming no at them. Like when Yes started getting over, yeah, he, was, yeah, he would go no, no. <laughs> and he had this Yes, Yes, Yes shirt. He changed it to a No, No, No shirt. <laughs> they were called Team Hell No because. <laughs> Right. Kane was fire all fire. And, hell. and it was hysterical. They had this therapist that you'd see these vignettes of them at anger management. Yeah. Uh, and he got over that way. So ultimately, the fans want to see this guy do big things. Yeah. And, and like, he's obviously funny. He's obviously talented. He's excelled at everything they put him into. But he doesn't look like the guy. Right. He's not huge. He's not burly. He's not pretty. He grew this ridiculous beard <laughs> and grew his hair out. <laughs> like He looked like a goat. Like he yeah. Just, um, <laughs> But the fans were loving him. And then, you know, the optimism always comes every January, which is the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Which is when, you know, 
they're going to start their push to WrestleMania in April. Mm-hmm. And they do that by at the Royal Rumble. Whoever wins that match, you know, 30-man battle royal, whatever, they get a shot at the title of WrestleMania. So this is why it's, it's like playoff season in wrestling. Yeah. Like, that's the overarching. It's the only time you get like an overarching storyline for like three months, three, four months. For like four years straight at WrestleMania, Daniel Bryan either wasn't even in the match or got eliminated early. Right. And people were like, yeah. The one year he, I don't think he was even in the match. Dave Batista from Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. came back for a run uh-huh. to try and, you know, they obviously would love to have him back and get some mainstream exposure. And for him, it's a, you know, it's an easy payday. You know, everybody wins. Unfortunately for Dave, he came back, you know, at a time when the people wanted Daniel Bryan. Yeah. So basically there's been two arcs where like, let's just call him Vince, but like management was trying to push Batista. He was, he was clearly going to get over because he was the mainstream star. He was, you know, he was a film actor. He was, he did all this stuff. The fans wanted Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And another year after the Batista thing, I think he actually won. I, I think if you chart it, that's the year where, like, they just completely alter course. Like, they were going to give it to Batista, but, like, the fan reaction was too huge. Wow. And they had to give it to Daniel Bryan. Wow. So he, like, had the moment. He, like, like Triple H laid down for him. And, like, Triple H was, like, you know, as fan culture says, is notorious for, like, never wanting to put people over. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, this is what's best for business. And they worked it into, you know, they've all been working the, like, authority figure storyline. And they're right. rebelling against the authority figure since the days of Stone Cold. Like, that's... Right. So they worked that in. The whole line about best for business started then. It's like, Daniel, you're, you're not what's best for business. Like, you know, you're too small. You're not, you know, you, you don't... That stupid beard. Like, you're not, you're not going to be the guy. And this was also probably around the time where, like, Occupy Wall Street and all that stuff, you know, the, those social movements were starting to burgeon. Yeah. They had a thing called, they did a thing called Occupy Raw one night where basically it was, like, the fans, I'm air quoting, but it's, like, <laughs> the fans took over Raw and just flooded the ring and there were all these guys in Daniel Bryan t-shirts. <laughs> just, like, doing the yes chant. Because we want Daniel Bryan. Like, they had never seen anything like it. Like, for the fans to turn that hard, just so, like, no, we're not taking what you're giving us. We want this guy. Right. This guy deserves it. Unheard of. This has been happening more recently. So, Daniel Bryan wins... Gets the title, gets hurt, has to go out for a while. Oh, like actually gets hurt? Yes, like, okay. legi- like legitimately gets hurt, has to has to take a break. Because again, th- <laughs> don't know. I think he then, I think he had the title, but he had to give it up. Right. Um, Because he was hurt mm-hmm. and they needed to move the storyline and they need their top belt to do that. So he goes out to recoup, maybe for the better part of a year. He comes back at the Royal Rumble that year, gets eliminated far too early, gets right. knocked out. And the fans are like what because they think you know it's his comeback yeah he gets knocked out and the next guy that vince clearly wants to make the face of the company this guy roman reigns this beautiful samoan man he's like (laughs) it's like a jason momoa knockoff type looking right um he won that year and if you watch the footage it's amazing because he started getting you know he started getting beat down by the heels at the end of the match and the rock came out oh and like the rock dwayne johnson came out and defended him and like, because they're, you know, <laughs> Caitlin makes fun of me, but the joke is all Samoans in wrestling are related somehow. Yeah. And then one time I was like, Jordan, and he was like, no, like legitimately they're actually cousins. Caitlin's like, that's racist. I'm like, no, they are kind of all actually cousins are related. Um, and The Rock and Roman are like second cousins or something like that. Right. And so The Rock came out and was like defending him and like had him in the center of the ring and was lifting his, you know, hey, lifting his hand up and... The crowd was just booing their asses off. It's like, we do not want this. And if you look at The Rock's face, The Rock, yeah. who has never been booed in like 10 years, yeah. 
is just like, oh, I backed the wrong horse. Yeah. <laughs> the look on his face is, mm-mm. And that's what happened that year. And I think Daniel Bryan worked a match against Roman and lost. Um, and again, fans took that as like, Vince just, eh, I'm making the like crushing under crushing his under my thumb. As like, fuck you, fans. Right. You'll like what I tell you to like. Yeah. Type of thing. And coming out of that era, Daniel Bryan got hurt again, and hmm. was basically forced to retire. Yeah. This was like three, four years ago. Was forced to retire. Concussion issues. Lost strength in his arm. He got a stinger. That's what it was. Ooh. Um, that just sounds painful. A stinger is when infamously Stone Cold got one of these in a match where it's basically like if you get dropped on your head, your spine compresses. Ugh. And, I don't like bodies. Have I told you that before? And with Austin's, he took a pile driver when it happened. Yeah. And you can see it. Oh, you can I see know. it in his back where it goes we like. Don't want, we don't want to see it. No. Um, as wrestling fans, this is what we love. Yay. No, those <laughs> moments where we're like, that's what we're fascinated by. Where it's like, if you watch that match, he's clearly like, he's basically paralyzed in the ring for a hot second. He's trying to get feeling back to figure out what the hell happened. But they're in the middle of a match. So you watch it and the match was supposed to be Austin would win. And he was fighting against a guy named Owen Hart, Bret Hart's brother. Yeah. And you see Owen. Has figured out something has gone terribly wrong. Yeah. Goes over. He's the heel. So he starts like roughing up the referee. Trying to give like nonverbal cues that like. Something's wrong. Call an audible. We got to get out of this. Yeah. Um, kind of walks back towards Austin. Austin wrestler, you know, instincts, whatever. Does like a, like a roll up. Like grabs him by the leg and pulls him down. It's the weakest looking roll up in the world. But Owen's just kind of lying there like flopping like, oh no, I'm pinned so tightly. <laughs> and the ref does like a fast count and they like get out of there. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Daniel Bryan got one of these stingers, and he lost strength in his arm. Um, he couldn't, like, open a car door. I think I heard him on a podcast once Ooh. mentioning that once. He went to open his car door and just couldn't pull it. He didn't have the strength in his arm anymore to do it. And there were, like, concussion issues and whatnot. And was basically forced to retire. Um, the WWE doctors were like, we can't clear you to right. wrestle anymore. Yeah. It's too much of a danger. Um, Daniel Bryan is definitely an old school guy who, like, this is all he wanted to do. Right. Was wrestle. Um and he started seeing other doctors. And for the past year, he's had a non-competitive role on the company. He's been like a commissioner okay. on the show for a while. And there's always been this tease where he'll like get into really like intense verbal altercations with other wrestlers or you know, the threats that somebody's going to rough him up or something. And fans would always complain about like, what, what are we leading to? We know he can't wrestle. We know they're not going to let him wrestle. Yeah. Um, but if you follow anything, there's been stories that he has – there are other doctors not affiliated with the WWE who have been like, no, you're fine. If oh. you take care of you know, X, Y, Z, stop doing this move, risk of concussions and whatnot, you know, will drop significantly. So we – fans had heard for a year now that there had been this push and pull where a certain set of doctors said he was fine. But the WWE doctors were like, no, we can't clear it. So fans at this point were just kind of like, yo – let his contract run out. Let him go work the indies for a while. You know, he'll go to New Japan. He'll go to Japan. He'll work the indies. Like, yeah. He'll, and he'll wrestle again. That's the only way we will get to see Daniel Bryan wrestle again. Yeah. Out of nowhere on Tuesday, mm -hmm. random tweet by the WWE, Daniel Bryan's been cleared to wrestle. What? <laughs> out of nowhere. And wrestling fandom was like. It exploded. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> this is huge we did not think this guy would ever come back and he was so beloved 
And like, he's probably just going to work a tag match yeah. at, uh, at WrestleMania. He got roughed up. So I went back and I watched what happened this week on the show he's on. He had this great promo at the start because they announced it early in the day. Right. So then everybody's going to tune in that night to be like, holy shit, what's he going to say? And he came out and had this you know, beautiful speech about like, you know, you have to fight for your dreams because I never gave up on this. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is all I ever wanted to do. Um, and then by the end of the show, you know, the two major heels who had, uh, who had roughed up Vince's son. So, like, it's basically Vince's daughter and a guy named Kurt Angle, an old wrestler named Kurt Angle, run the Monday show. Yeah. The Tuesday show is Daniel Bryan and Vince's son. Yeah. So these two guys had roughed up Vince's son the week previous. Mm-hmm. Um, and Daniel Bryan basically came out and was like, you know, I've defended you guys. I've tried to have your backs, you know, when I thought Shane was out of line. But you guys are, you know, that's it. You're fired. In storyline. But right. you guys are fired. And they're like, mm. and then they start roughing up. So then they start attacking Daniel Bryan. The moment where he fought back and did a couple moves that we haven't seen in like three years. Like he had this thing where he would like run. The guy would be in the corner and he'd run and like kick his knee into his face type of thing he did a couple of those and like we haven't seen him do these and the the explosion from the crowd when he started fighting back was amazing, was amazing. but at the same time he had, he got basically slammed on the edge of the ring yeah like with his back and clearly it was designed for his back to take it than anything related to his head and i'm sure yeah. everybody's very conscious about that going forward yeah but at the same time i was just watching this like okay okay <laughs> okay okay Let's just, let's just, be a little nicer, just be, just a little be, nicer to Dan. Just, just be careful. Just be careful. So, what well, wrestling fans, you know, the, the tinfoil hats are all now like, well, how long did they know? <laughs> how long were they planning this? Like, right. that's what we're fascinated by now. It's just like, how long did they know? Yeah. How long have they been working us? Did this just happen? No, they had to have known for at least like four months. Like, just for hey, people. it's become a true underdog story now. It it has. And the he was basically responsible. You have a bunch of guys working for the company now who would not have been hired had it not been for Daniel Bryan. A lot of guys from the independence scene, smaller guys, guys who do actually you know who just got hired who? under his actual name? Your favorite Prince Puma. Really? Prince Puma, who you saw on Lucha Underground, uh is a guy named Ricochet. Yeah. He's uh he's in the uh, NXT now. He's <gasps> been signed by the WWE. Good for Prince Puma. Good for Prince Puma. So like yeah. Him. Congratulations to Daniel Bryan. It's just we did not think this guy would ever come back. And just a happy, happy, feel good story. I just I love these stories. Also, him and John Cena are basically brother and brothers in law at this point. Really? He uh Daniel Bryan so there were these wrestlers, the the Bella twins. Okay. Nikki and Bree, mm-hmm. these two uh these two these two wrestling twins. Bree is the much more au naturel one. Yeah. Uh Nikki clearly, you know, hit the gym a little harder and got enhanced right as i look at my chest um john cena started dating nikki mm-hmm. daniel bryan low-key started dating brie and they have like a baby together now uh, a baby named birdie birdie oh that's so sweet <laughs> birdie danielson oh my god um, i love this story so much so yeah <laughs> so your brain you were winning at life like <laughs> you thought nobody nobody would give you the chance you by force of will became you know the world champion yeah. at you know one of the huge anniversary wrestlemanias you married one of the hottest women working for the company and had a baby with her. And now you get to, you know, keep doing the thing you love the most. Yeah. Well, good for you. Good for you, Daniel Bryan. Look at this, guys. Caitlin's so invested in a wrestling story when it's about people. I know. I love stories about people. They're I'll, my favorite. I'll come back in a few weeks and be like, oh, my God. Caitlin, AJ Styles beat Shinsuke Nakamura. And she'll be like, I don't care. I don't know. <laughs> Though I love Shinsuke. Like... Oh, that's right. You do love Shinsuke. <laughs> you do love Shinsuke. Uh, Asuka and Shinsuke both 
both of getting title matches. Asuka and Shinsuke. There were they had a actually it was a really good week for we're wrestling. Getting real into wrestling, guys. It was a real good week for wrestling because you know I generally watch Raw, which is the Monday show okay. this time of year because it's WrestleMania season and developments always happen. Um, and after Raw, they had a. Uh, the WWE Network had one of their like you know documentaries, you mm-hmm. know their their break kayfabe documentaries. Because this year, not only did they have a the usual thirty man men's Royal Rumble, they had a thirty women Royal Rumble, oh. first one ever. Closed the show with it. Ooh, closed the show with it because Ronda Rousey is now working for the company. Oh, she is. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, you didn't know that? No, I thought that might have crossed your path. Um, so yeah, Shinsuke won the men's, which was kind of like oh shit. Yeah. All right, because now we get Shinsuke and AJ. AJ Styles, the current champion, had an amazing match in Japan a couple of years ago. Right. So that's like the nerd match. Yeah. That's like for nerds like me. That's like the yeah. That's going to be fucking match of the night. We can't wait for that. Yeah. If they give them more than like fifteen minutes. Um. <laughs> but then they had a women's match, and this documentary is basically about, you know, you saw all the current wrestlers getting told that like we're going to do this, and they're like, holy shit, like oh my god, it's like and you're going to be closing. You see, you remember Kyrie saying? No. She's the one who did that huge elbow. She does that huge oh, elbow. The elbow? Yeah, Love the um, she's currently in the farm league right now, like yeah. still getting developed. But they called her up to be in this match, <gasps> and the uh... sorry, there's all these gasps <laughs> going on because they're like people I kind of pseudo know that I really like. But there's watching. a moment where the camera just kind of like you see Kyrie like with her face in her hands, yeah, and somebody's like, "Oh my god, what's wrong?" And, and the other woman says, "Like she just found out she's going in, she's going to be in it, oh. and she's just so happy that she's getting a chance to be in what is really a historic thing. Like they've really done a lot with." women's wrestling in the past yeah. you know, three or four years um so yeah oscar won the women's royal rumble and mm-hmm. shinsuke won the men's royal rumble so two of our faves cool shinsuke and oscar both getting title matches oscar wow. gonna fight rick flair's daughter sure what what have we not talked do you not know anything about rick flair possibly you oh may have God. talked to me about rick flair that'll be off mic later <laughs> woo <laughs> God, it's the best. Anyway, updates. Do we have any? Is he the one with the guy who came in with the checklist that time? That's Chris Jericho. Oh, Jericho. That's who Chris. Does he have a show on CBC? He might. Yes, he has. Maybe it's a web show, but. No, I think it's a show show. Is it a show show? It's called But I'm Chris Jericho. It's yeah. about him trying to be an actor and yeah. how he's like. You have know, you watched it? I haven't. I've seen like trailers and stuff, okay. but he's hysterical. It, given the right thing, he's pretty funny. I've seen like bits. Of, sorry, CBC is the <laughs> Canadian Broadcast Corporation. The, the government, the government TV. Yeah, um, and some stuff is Mm-mm. not Mm-mm. great. Some stuff is fantastic. Worst episode <laughs> ever. And I've seen um, these ads for, but I'm Chris Jericho. I thought it was him, and I was like, it actually looked really freaking funny. This is about him trying to be an actor, right? And yeah. Like, of the stupid roles he gets offered, being the giant burly wrestler that he is. Yeah. He's not even that giant. He's no. Chris Jericho is like the pre-Daniel Bryan. He was a tiny guy. He actually had to, he had to wear lifts just to like. I'm sorry. Chris Jericho is considered tiny. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I don't think I ever told you this story, but one year when WrestleMania was going to be in Detroit, they always do press conferences Mm -hmm. to announce, you know, we're so excited to be coming back to the city of Detroit and we're going to, you know, they announce whatever events they're going to have around the weekend or whatever. Yeah. And I wasn't going to be in town. I was moving to Kingston before the actual WrestleMania, so I didn't get to go. Yeah. But the editor-in-chief at the paper I was working at was a huge wrestling fan as well, and Mm -hmm. him and I would talk about this. Um he would always pay way too much money for like floor seats right. at these because you got to keep the chair. Ooh. Like they would set up chairs like so the one you're sitting on. Does he just have like a whole bunch of chairs? Yeah, you got like a stack of chairs that are like 
they're all branded, right? Like with the artwork from whatever pay-per-view it was. Right. So he's got like four WrestleMania shares sitting somewhere. Wow. Um, but we went to, yeah, we went to the press conference um, where all these wrestlers were going to be at. And like John Cena walked by me at one point. <gasps> he's a fucking tank. Like you do not realize how huge these guys actually, actually are. are. Yeah. Because in the ring they look small. If you see a regular like person, like a yeah. smaller wrestler next to him. You're like, oh, that guy must be really small. No, that's a, just a normal-sized person. So this is um, like rugby. So on TV, they look like, like buff guys, yeah. but they don't look as big as they are. And then you see them in a field, and you see, like, the ref, <laughs> and then you see them, and you're like, where did these <laughs> beasts come from? Like a foot and a half taller? Yeah. Yeah, wrestlers are huge. And you can understand why Vince ultimately wants to side with uh, – you know, why his leanings on who he wants to put on television are these huge guys because they're right. very impressive. Sidebar, HBO has an Andre the Giant documentary coming out oh. next month. Look at that, full circle. Look at that. Yeah, Ric Flair's awesome. I'm going to show Caitlin a couple of Ric Flair promos. <laughs> um, and for those of you who don't like wrestling, I'm sorry, but I really do love, like, human stories. It's about, it's about stories. And I love stories. And wrestling has this fairy tale element to it that I really enjoy. So, yeah. Thanks for bearing with us. Thanks for bearing with us. Yeah. Hey, kids, you like video games? Some of them, probably. Because I keep forgetting to mention in yeah. updates <laughs> yeah. every week. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn is one of the best games I've ever played in my life. Okay. Fan-fucking-tastic. Well, it looks amazing. Water is amazing in that <laughs> game. I still can't get over it. Here's the thing about that game, though. I was talking to some of my boy Travis. Yeah. Travi, geek down fan number one. Sorry, y'all. He's got the numbers to prove it. Um. <laughs> At the grocery store last night mm-hmm. over at V's No Frills. Yeah. <laughs> Parkdale, represent. <laughs> Woo! Toronto talk. And he, we both have been playing it and just talking about how... The thing I keep meaning to bring up on the show is like, I'm used to video games where it's like, as you advance through the game, you get extra shit. You know, the joke is like Kingdom Hearts, right? Like, you, whatever right. spells you may learn, yeah. whatever skills you may get, at the end of the day, you're just slapping the X button and like... Yeah. Sword, 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 sword. Um, so... That's what I'm used to from video games. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, in Horizon Zero Dawn, Aloy gets all these, you know, weapons, other things she can use. And it's like, yeah, but at the end of the day, I'm just going to be like, you know, running head on, swinging my spear. Uh-huh. Nope. Nope. Will not work. Okay. You may not use everything, but you will need to use all your tools at different varying points. Um, there's a T-Rex in the game. Yes, you mentioned the T-Rex. It's called a Thunderjaw. Ah, Thunderjaw. It's basically a T-Rex with Gatling guns for arms. Um, oh, my God. Which I love because I'm pretty sure uh, if you ever heard of Axe Cop, which <laughs> is a comic Dark Horse put out where a professional illustrator uh, illustrated stories designed by his six-year-old brother. Yep. <laughs> six-year-old brother made up a T-Rex with Gatling guns for arms. Axe Cop would ride him. <laughs> um, so I love that that's what I really love to hope that's a nod here. Um, you are not running up on a T-Rex with a spear. With a spear. <laughs> nope. You have to exhibit a little more strategy there. Um, and one thing, normally when you get new things in video games, it's usually tied to like some side mission or something. Right. Like, oh, you can't do this unless you get this. So go get that tool and then come back and do the mission. Right. And, and, you know, that's how you learn how to do this. They don't do that in Horizon. They have like a harpoon gun type thing, mm-hmm. a rope caster, they call it, which allows you to tie the robots down. Yeah. So, you, you know, you fire a bunch of ropes at them and you tie them down and then you can run in and get like a super strong stab on them while they're like pinned down. It's like hunting, right? Yeah. I did not have one of these for the longest time. And somebody was like, yeah, you should get one of those. And then I got one of those. And I'm like, yeah, I should have had one of these. (laughs) 
fucking birds. Um, <laughs> birds were driving me nuts. But now that's like, you know, the mode. You just you know, shoot it with this thing a bunch of times. It goes down. You run in, <laughs> stab it, and run away. Because um, it's going, going to break out. Never had a game that made me think about, you know, the, Strategy? Com- the com- strategizing the combat, but like in real time like that, right? It's not right. turn-based. It's not like a JRPG where it's like, well, this person's going to do this and this person's going to do this and I have all the time in the world to figure it out. This is right. like, no, you set it up and then... Hope for the best. Drop that force field and woo, hope for the best. <laughs> uh, so Horizon Zero Dawn is amazing and video games are, you know, just continuing to ruin my life. Grand Theft Auto added a, uh, a stock car series right. to their races. Mm-hmm. They're much harder to nudge in the ass to spin off the road. So suck it, all you fucks <laughs> out there that knock me off the road when I'm racing in Grand Theft Auto. And make him plunge into the ocean where there are whales. Um, I still say if I was ever going to do a Twitch channel, it would just be me racing poorly on Grand Theft Auto <laughs> and just the stream of expletives that come out of my mouth. They're very creative. They're very creative. Yeah. I've wished many versions, many deaths on many people. Yeah. And have threatened to do many things to many people's graves after they die. Yeah. People are terrible. You watching anything? Nope. All right. Well, <laughs> we are watching one thing, which ended this weekend. We need to give, we need to salute it, Kate. It's been our pre-show ritual for like two months. We raise a glass and salute to the concluding Pop Team Epic. Pop Team Epic, which I can't say that way. I, I don't, I, my brain just doesn't, isn't able to handle it. Anyways, Pop Team Epic is amazing. The shit post of anime. Yep. And it continues to be amazing. Wrapped up its its inaugural season this week. 12 episodes of just, I don't know. I, how do you even explain it? Deep in jokes that we don't even get half oh, the time. We watched a video where basically they explain most of the in jokes. <laughs> Everything that was happening. And, and it was had, so fast. There's so much history. We had to pause it every three seconds. Um, I think starting the starting point is play undertale i guess <laughs> a lot of jokes about undertale yeah in in pop team epic um my favorite bit of all time is uh let's pop tonight which i think aired in an early episode um which was a satire of the 1980s earth wind and fire song ah uh, yes let's, let's groove yes which i was like that sounds a lot like let's groove there's no way this show made for like you know internet twerps in 2018 is satirizing Earth, Wind, and Fire. And then I saw a post that compared the sketch in Pop Team Epic to the actual video. Oh, yeah. They were definitely... I think this show is made for, like, us. Not us, because it's made for the Japanese <laughs> the, public. The, Jap- but... the Japanese version of us? Um, but, yeah. But, I think, yeah. Um, I kind of wish there was a a Canadian-American version of the show. Um, just with like all of the layers of of <laughs> pop culture references, I, the best thing I can liken it to is Robot Chicken, where it's just like yeah, it's a format, right? Like mm-hmm. it's really fast. It's literally it might because it's based on a four yeah. panel manga, so it's like here is a joke. On to the next thing. Yep. Um, some of them are in French. My some, well, we, you know my favorite part of it. Caitlin's favorite part of it is the fake anime <laughs> that. <laughs> The show in episode one purported to be about called Hoshino Girl Drop, where you see you see the trailer for uh, for the next episode at the end of every episode of Pop Team Epic. Caitlin is highly invested in the story of Susugo and Daichi. Pop star or bride, Jordan? Pop star or bride? She's got to choose. Hoshino Girl Drop Which season two. Which dream should she choose? Hoshino Girl Drop season two. Tune in. 
and also uh, i read a piece on anime feminist that was like discussing how like it's just cool that even if you don't understand it yeah it's a show about girls who it's not their job to be cute no every time popco the short one like rages out <laughs> everything but cute every time they give the finger it's super manly hands like, yeah. <laughs> like it's the show might be dumb it might be you know deliberately shit i think even the director was like no this is a shit anime like, yeah we are making garbage here um but the fact that it allows it shows girls doing something that isn't what usually like daisuke you mean it's not a uh, pop star or bride you it's, mean, a, is that it's, what? Not, it's not emotional girl job it's not it's not notice me senpai daisuke no <laughs> it's not that it's not that um i'll respect to chun Li. she's like 50 now so pop team epic you were legitimately the only thing i watched with any regularity <laughs> this it's season true. It's and it true. was a wonderful uh a wonderful pre-show bonding experience for me and kate so I don't just know. both of us going what what this is so stupid but i love it <laughs> Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll need to find something else. Um, I forgot, also forgot to mention it's got four episodes left, but as far as I'm concerned, uh, Violet Evergarden stopped at episode not, 10. Right. And that for me is now my, like, you know, Heroes only has one season. Heroes does only have one season. Violet Evergarden only has 10 episodes. Okay. Because it ended basically with her coming to grips with the major's death and finding value in what she's doing with her life now. Oh, great. And all the, all the good she's done Fantastic. for other people. Yep. She's going to learn to live and be happy with herself. Yep. So these four episodes where the motherfucker comes back and she gets her reward because it's a man. That's what I think of that. He does. He's making the face. That's what I think of that. Violet Evergarden only has 10 episodes. Uh, I think we'll take a break here. I think that's a good idea. And I think when we'll come back, we're going to have an interesting chat about the things we brought each other this week. We will. It's a special kind of week. It is. I think. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the program. Caitlin just had her first tacky, and this is the point where we will talk about the things we brought each other. Um, first, before the rules, which is the first part that I usually say before we get started, we're going to do rules. Um, tacky. It is basically a rolled up Dorito. Yeah. Um, Talked about them a couple weeks ago. Yeah. What, wonderful snack. Widely available in America, but it's just started popping up in Canadian markets. It's okay. It's okay. I, I kind of adore them. They're nothing but sodium, but... <laughs> sodium and crunch. Did we talk about Halo Top when I had Halo Top a couple of weeks ago? Uh, possibly. Halo Top is like the, I don't know what it's made with, but it's like ice cream that comes in like Ben and Jerry size pints. Yes. But it's like 80 calories a pint type y- of thing. Yes. Some, sort of, some sort of voodoo. Um, it ain't worth eight dollars, but... <laughs> but it's, it's all right. It's all right. Excellent. I'll take a bag of tackies over a pint of Halo Top. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, so yeah, we have rules. We do have rules. The first one being the rule of three. Yes. That is if the show comes in episodes, um, if the, uh, book comes in parts, if the comic book comes in issues, you will consume three of them. Three of them. So it has a chance to start to become the thing it's going to become. Very important with the things we gave each other. Um, yes. The rule of three kind of exists for the things we brought each other. Exactly what we brought each other this <laughs> that, that, week. Is, that is why we do the rule of three. Yes. Second rule. 
is hashtag save it for the pod. Dear God, don't talk about the thing. Don't talk about it. Unless you have a microphone in front of your face. Yeah. Unless that microphone is across from someone else's face. Because. That you host a podcast with. Because we want to give you the freshest of takes. You deserve the freshest of takes. I want you to hear these takes, and when you hear them, you say, Wow. Even though both shows are several years old, <laughs> um, we still want to give you our takes as fresh as possible. We're talking about the shows themselves and kind of what the shows are and yeah. when we come to these shows. It's going to be a little different. We're not going to do the like back and forth each thing. We're going to talk, kind of talk about them both at once. It's going to be very loosey-goosey. Kind of loosey-goosey. Um, and then finally, the third rule, which isn't really a rule. There will be spoilers. Um, if you want to start to watch either show, <laughs> um, I guess. A lot of twists and turns. Because yeah. that's what you go to these shows for. Yeah. These are sitcoms. They are not full of surprises. But, hey, don't if you don't want to know anything about them, you need to get going. Go watch some other sitcom. <laughs> go watch Two and a Half Men. <laughs> the face he's giving. I don't even have a drop for that. Um, go, watch, go watch The Good Place. Go watch The Good Place. Yeah. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. So, Caitlin. Yes. The network sitcom. Yeah. Not just a sitcom. The network sitcom. It's got a, uh, what's the word? A, a, an aesthetic. It has a very, a, a type of, um, uh, you know, when you see all those um, houses in, in, this, uh, in the suburbs being made. Yes. And they have the exact same framing mm-hmm. and um, the exact same, like, roof. And maybe the one thing that's different is, like, which side their porch is on. <laughs> yes, because they're duplexes and they, sh- and they share a wall. Yeah. That is the network uh, sitcom. The network sitcom is the proto-cumpf. Yes. Trace your television watching. I mean, this is the whole philosophy behind the character of Abed on Community, right? Mm-hmm. Community itself started as a pretty standard network sitcom and then morphed into a something completely different a subversion of the network sitcom yes but the network sitcom as abed mentions is like that's just that thing that's like you know five o'clock on a weeknight when you were a kid watching you know for me old man (laughs) you know different strokes facts of life you know just the now it's the big bang theory and two and a half men and it's just a modern family you know just those shows that like are perpetually on, on have like a billion episodes on the stations at the far end of the dial. You know, yeah. they're not on your major networks, your channel two, four, you know, whatever they're on like channel 50 down, yeah. down the line type of thing. They are the comfiest of comp and they are still ongoing. Oh yeah. You still see them. The only time I'm like reminded of network sitcoms is when I go home to visit my family. Right. And cause my parents at this point have kind of cut the cord. To an extent. Right. Very forward thinking of them. No more cable. They used to have like the Android box, you know, the janky. Yes. The janky pirate box. They had one of those. Um, but they basically have just had standard, you know, television and Netflix. Yeah. That's what they've had for the past few years. So my dad doesn't watch Netflix with the level of when you're voracious. Is that veracity? What's the name? Yeah, What's veracity. The noun? voracity that i do so he flips through a lot of you know major network programming i never see more csi or (laughs) or family feud for that matter than i do when i visit visit home and i like discover these shows that like i didn't even know existed including the one caitlin gave me this is both i think both 
for both of these, these are not things that we were completely unfamiliar with. No. So um, my um, – I, I never watched sitcoms ever. I didn't like Friends. I didn't particularly like Frasier. I don't like things with laugh tracks. Just got to say. Uh, yeah. For the hipsters. Yeah. Frasier's making a weird comeback. Oh, it's been coming back for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I've never – I don't know. I didn't watch them when I was a kid with my family. Mm. I don't know. I didn't find them very entertaining. I was always into weird television Oddly enough, you say I didn't watch them with my family. It was like the exact opposite for me because I was a latchkey kid, right? right. So <laughs> television was my family. Um, <laughs> I didn't watch them with my family. I watched them, you know, alone because yeah. I had to entertain myself for like yeah. four hours before my parents came home from work. Well, and also my dad, um, week, especially when I was a teenager on weekdays, it was like there were shows that he watch which was wheel of fortune and jeopardy oh, which yeah. is when the sitcoms are Se- on basically seven to eight every night no yeah. matter where you live in the world um and you know when i was younger i was watching some shows and then i was going to like go to swimming and so i just never had exposure to them until mm. i was older the one like there are the really good ones like the good place which is it's very different that i really like and then I've hit on a couple that I think are okay. But do you consider The Good Place different because of its, like, tight serialization? That it's, like, one story throughout the whole yeah, season there's a, type there's of thing? Yeah, there's a couple things about it, right? It's the premise is very different. Yes. The writing is very different. The plot is very different. And, yes, the tight serialization is different. It's not, you know, the sitcom has always put all the pieces back Yeah, by, by the, the end, end of the episode. The episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it is that still that you know, primetime sort of television on a big network kind of thing. Also should be uh, noted that these are, honestly, I'm, sh- I'm showing my naivete. I don't know if these are considered multicam sitcoms or not, because they're not exactly on sets no. per se. No. like Not like Roseanne, not like, no. you know, shows like, not like so the Cosby show. Roseanne is one of the sitcoms, one of the only sitcoms I watched. Currently back, apparently. I know. Just, I haven't seen it, but it yeah. just came back. Um, so yeah, it's, we've given, I, I guess I gave this to you first. Yes. Um, I gave it to you, I watched it way back and I didn't continue watching it, but I watched it like when it first came out a million years ago. I think I saw it on a random, again, like a random dad chill when I was home or like, I think when I would watch Saturday Night Live clips on like the global app or something. It also starts with S, so it would be right next to it. I'm like, right. all right, that show. Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden, there's been like, on my YouTube, there's been like a minor explosion. Really? Of yeah. clips from this show? Of clips from the show. And they have a fourth season, apparently, that they've been renewed for. That's the thing, right? They just kind of keep, keep going. These shows just keep going. You forget they're on. Um, I even, I thought it might have even been canceled, but I wasn't really mm-hmm. paying attention to it. And then I was like, oh yeah, this show. We'll break it down, Kate. What did you give me? So I gave you Superstore. Um, part of also the reason I gave you Superstore. Oh, I know. Why you, it was clearly obvious why you gave us Superstore. Jordan and I, uh, we met working at not exactly this type of thing. Not the type of store depicted in this show, but I mean. But very close in a lot of ways. Shares a lot of philosophy. Yeah. Uh, so Superstore is an American. Oh, it's a single camera sitcom. Says it right there. Okay. Television series. These are single cam sitcoms. Yeah. That premiered on NBC on November 30th, 2015. So I started watching it a long time ago. So forgive me. I didn't go back and rewatch it. So I may be missing some things. Um, 
Not a lot of character beats to fill in. All right. The series was created by Justin Spitzer, who also serves an, as an executive producer, starring America Ferreira, who I really, really like, who also serves as a producer, and Ben Feldman. Uh, Superstore follows a group of employees working at Cloud 9, store number 1217, <laughs> a fictional big box store in St. Louis, uh, Missouri. The um, ensemble and supporting cast features Lauren Ash, Colton Dunn, Nico Santos, uh, Nicole Bloom, and Mark McKinney. Mark McKinney being famous in Canada for Kids in the Hall. Yes. Which I was like, hey, it's Mark McKinney. I'm glad he's getting work. <laughs> had the same reaction. <laughs> um, and yeah, so right now it's got three seasons. It's going in for – they've renewed it for a fourth season. Um, th- see, the problem is uh, we have this rule where we don't give each other like – a thousand hours of the show to watch, <laughs> but there was definitely more development as you went on. Mm. Like there was a big, have you seen like the whole run basically? I've seen, no. I've seen episodes later on that. I know that like the Dwight is yeah carrying a baby for the Mark McKinney character mm-hmm. and his wife, who I don't know if she's ever seen on screen, but or is just referred to. Yeah. I don't know if they ever leave the store because of the, the early episodes. And every episode I've seen is always set at the store. I don't know if they ever leave the store. No, I haven't watched that many episodes. I just know because mm. that was sort of on my radar. I know some things that happened at the end of the first season that sort of changed the dynamic of the show. Mm. Um, well, you have to answer that for me because there's a character beat in the pilot that I'm like, I don't remember this. that. I don't remember that ever being a thing right. on this show. Um, so, yeah. So, um the show, I like the first episode. It kind of, from what I remember, is pretty piloty. It is. It's not bad for a pilot, but okay. I mean, it's definitely like. So it's at a big box store, and it's about the um, his name is Jonah, the, pr- the pretty boy. Okay, so just as a first quick thing, Jonah is not that good looking. I, I think it's like he's supposed to be St. Louis good looking. Okay, like he's good looking for St. Louis. Okay. Uh, <laughs> And kind of normal looking. Yeah. Like he didn't marry his cousin. Yes. And and I think he does. I think that's a nice character beat with him as well where it's like he's not that smart. Yeah. But he's like he's that guy who Loki thinks he's better than his job. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in the second episode he mentioned something about like when he worked for Habitat for Humanity and yeah. America Ferreira and the guy who does, uh, you know, paging the dude in the wheelchair. Which, I mean, hey, shouts for that. You never see that. Yeah. So I'll get more into like what the, I think the show does well in a minute, but they're both just like, oh, it's like what? It's like you may not know it, but you talk about that oh, all the time. And we know we absolutely. There are so many parts in the show that it was just reminders of like, oh my god, yes, that is every day, or that, yeah, kids unsupervised, <laughs> fucking everywhere in the store. Parents are the worst, <laughs> and there's just so many times that i'm like yep i was in that situation or that's funny because i definitely recognize that character or that person or that employee or that manager um and yeah so i love that so why don't you talk about what you brought me um what i brought caitlin was the last sitcom i remember ever making a dedicated effort to watch to watch and that was again a show that i'm was again was still surprised that it's like oh it's still kicking good (laughs) good for that um which was fresh off the boat which is also an American sitcom series starring Hudson Yang, Randall Park, and the queen, Constance Wu. Who should be in everything, I think. God, just everything in my life, Constance Wu. Uh, it is based on the life of culinary 
<laughs> culinary bad boy. He would recoil at that phrase, I'm sure. Uh, Eddie Huang and his memoir of the same name uh, about his family moving from the D.C. area to Orlando, Florida, so his father could um, try to open his own restaurant to make a better life for his family. Um, and also set the show was set in the 90s, which were Eddie Huang's formative years as a young Chinese Taiwanese Chinese Taiwanese um, Chinese yeah boy in I think he's probably in like seventh or eighth grade mm-hmm. um, at the time of the show middle school era um, and a lover of hip hop very much so loves hip hop um, first American sitcom to star an Asian American family since Margaret Cho's All American Girl which aired for one season in 1994 yes and she's talked about a lot. Took us like 24, 24 years. That's it to get another one. Twenty four years. Um, we love our white families. I'm actually curious because I haven't seen a new episode, mm-hmm. so I don't know. The show has a lot of voiceover from the actual Eddie Huang. Eddie Huang, who has never been shy about voicing his distaste about the show. Yeah, which is weird because homie, you signed the check. Like, I think I read a little bit about this, um, and. He stopped voiceover after first season. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. And he has distaste about it because they've, they made it a little bit um, easier to swallow mm. because they wanted it to be popular, right? Mm. They wanted to have four seasons or five seasons or whatever. Um, and So you soften a little bit for Whitey? Yeah. So I could see why he'd be upset, but like you said, he signed the check and... He was a part of that process. He's probably still cashing checks from it. So, um, and as someone, someone called him uh, the Kanye of cooking, because <laughs> he get he gets really like he can be very outspoken about and rightly so about a number of things. Whether yeah. it's the representation of Asian men in Western culture, men specifically, where it's always like you know, they're not very masculine. The gender role, yeah, things that are put on uh, Asian American men. Um. The cooking culture in general, um, his place as a person who loves hip hop. He was actually on uh, Stretch and Bob's podcast, I think, one of the oh, early episodes cool. of Stretch and Bob's podcast. I remember listening to that. Um, I'm actually somewhat relieved that the voiceover goes away because, right. as you said, he's the culinary Kanye. I probably don't want to listen to Kanye's voice <laughs> yelling over top of everything. Right. <laughs> kind of have the same reaction to Eddie Huang. And I'm the one who's endorsing this show, but sometimes, you know, the. Not everybody can do everything. No. You know, he does a fine job, but he's not a voiceover actor, right? Like, so sometimes his delivery, I was a little, and sometimes, frankly, I think the kid who plays young Eddie overacts a little bit. Sometimes. At the, yeah. I've seen I some mean, later stuff and he gets, he gets a lot better. But I mean, you know, you 11. Yeah. you 11 and you're listening to music made by and for like 20 year olds in New York. You know, there's a little front yeah. going on there. So. He's doing that well because I, you know, I watch those early episodes and I'm like, kid, you're you're fronting, knock it off, uh, you're faking the funk, um, but that's what you, you know, this is me from me, who in you know 1989 was wearing a fucking Raider sweatshirt because you know <laughs> Chuck D wore one, <laughs> stomping around, uh, you know, Amherstburg, Ontario. So, so you probably who uh, am I to talk? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Um, and I remember being like impressed by enough with this show. Like, like Danny Brown does the fucking theme song. Like that's like Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Fresh off the bout. <laughs> <laughs> that's my da- terrible Danny Brown impression. Jack. 
Um, that's, that's a drop. I need to drop a Danny Brown scream and check. Um, and as with both of these shows, and I think they're very similar and what separates them from the current, much of what comes out is their stories about people you don't see, who don't get their stories told yeah. very often. Um, they never talk about retail workers. I mean, you can look at, they do, but not in that, in the way this show does. Not as in depth. We're always the villains and things. Or the work is the second part. It's like, yeah. you do that, but that's not, like, there's a moment in the pilot where America Forever says, like, you know, look, it's a good job. Yeah. But I know what tomorrow's going to be like. It's going to be the exact same thing. Because today was just like yesterday. Yeah. That's what it is. And there's so many people, like, I remember, closest experience I had was I worked for a uh, a Canadian tire right. store. Canadian um, hardware, hardware houseware type of yeah. everything, car repair, yep. electronics, home furnishings type of store that got very big box over the years. Mm-hmm. And the one in my hometown was like, listen, it was one of the largest employers of the town before the Walmart showed up because yep. like it was a huge store that needed people who would work there. And I started there knowing that like it was not forever, but for some people there, it that was. was there forever. Like yeah. that was it. And I appreciate that that's what you have with a lot of the characters in this show is just like, there are people who like that will be their lives and mm-hmm. they have to find meaning in their life somehow, which is kind of what the pilot's trying to say, Yeah, where it's the Jonah character being like, you know, <laughs> he's obnoxious because he's like quoting American Beauty and shit, the movie American Beauty and oh, shit. Oh, the, the bag. I remember the bag. It's like even a plastic bag can, you know, contain, contain beauty. <laughs> And he like flips it up in in the air and just, just <laughs> flops. Those stories should be told as well. You know, there is meaning to the lives of those people, mm-hmm. and that's what I appreciated about Superstore. Even when I watched it back at the time, I, I didn't think it was the best written show. Yeah. Um, even though it still got laughs out of me, usually from the dude in the wheelchair, who's <laughs> almost too obnoxious for your own for his own good. Mm-hmm. Like I watch that and I'm like, like it pushes plausibility, right? Like yeah. there's. There's being the snotty guy at work, but to his level, it's like, bro, you would not have a job. They would not put you on the on the on the microphone yeah. to page with that attitude. Um, although when he was doing his closing <laughs> line at the end of the pilot, and it's like, you know, they they have created a moment of beauty in the store that day. Um, he's basically talking about he's saying something about Pandora's box. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your favorite big box store. You know, the last thing left in Pandora's box was hope. Hope you find something like that. As you leave, as you leave cloud nine today, maybe it's hope, maybe it's grace. And the camera pans over and it's like, which by the way, if you're Grace's parents, <laughs> there's a little girl standing next to him. <laughs> you need to come and collect her. <laughs> we are closing in 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> shit like that. Um, in episode two, there were a lot more minor characters who popped up. Yes. Um, Sandra. <laughs> I can't remember Sandra. It's like the best moment where like there's been some inadvertent like racism going on. Basically oh. they're giving out free samples of salsa. Yes. And Mark McKinney clearly wants America Ferreira to Yeah. And Matteo, is that his name? Mateo. Mateo? M- Mateo volunteers. He's right. Filipino, but he wants to like <laughs> he has no problem doing it. Um Mark McKinney clearly wants America Ferreira to like I yeah yeah it. Yeah. To sell the salsa. Yeah. The other Latina woman who works there is like, I have no problem doing it. And she's yeah. like, Oh, in my village. The- <laughs> 
It's like doing all this stuff in America Ferrera while trying to point out that that's kind of offensive. Yeah. Um, says something inadvertently racist. And I think the Jonah character does something as well. Yeah. So they, oh, yeah. they, have, like... to, they have to watch this hour long video about, <laughs> about racial sensitivity featuring MC Cool Cloud. <laughs> <laughs> The store, the store logo. <laughs> <laughs> they watch this video and they're like, does anybody have anybody to contribute? And there's two moments. One, Garrett is like on his phone and says, oh, according to this, the guy who voiced MC Cool Cloud died in 1994. <laughs> um, and then Sandra <laughs> gets up and is like, one of the guys in the warehouse keeps making comments of my boobs. He followed me home one night. It's like, Sandra, we're not talking about that. That's a whole other video. Like yes, it would be a whole nother video. <laughs> it yeah. would be a whole nother video, and they won't want to talk about that in that moment. Um, like it's not, it's not reinventing the wheel, no. but it is. It has an eerie level of comfort, similar to like when you're just hanging out at a Walmart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and I, what I do love is how those stories get told. Now, as far as character detail, answer this question for me. Oh, having I, read, I can well just because there's a moment at the end of the. Okay, so the whole. It's very light from what I've seen, and I don't think they pursue it very hard, but there's mm-hmm. like a pretty boy is clearly into America Ferrera. Yeah. Um, and wants to get to know her. And there's a scene at the end of the first episode, the pilot, where she's like, you know, they kind of, she's technically his boss. She's like a floor supervisor. He has yeah. fucked up royally a couple times during the day, including repricing high yeah. value electronics at a quarter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I love, oh, which I love because it's like she hands him this fucking price scanner thing. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you just hit this, 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 you know, like 15 buttons <laughs> that you will encounter only on these devices and never anywhere else. Never. And get him like, you know, 25, 25% off type of thing. But he ends up repricing everything at a quarter. And you just see all these people like <laughs> plasma screen boxes just like hustling while they're having a conversation about something else. Um, they have a moment where they chit chat, whatever, and she's like, "I, I really got to go." And she turns and she leaves, and kind of she kind of looks up at the stars, and then puts a wedding ring on, yeah, and leaves. And I don't remember, I don't know what that's about. I don't. She has a husband and a daughter. I think I knew she had a daughter, but like yeah. she has a husband as well. Or... Yeah, I think I. This is like okay, 2015. What was I doing in 2015? <laughs> and uh, I don't think I only got to episode four or five mm. and then i've seen clips here and there so oh, i gotta dive deep on superstore caitlin like i don't have enough in my life i will look it up for you how about that <laughs> look, look, we'll look it up later it's fine um what did you know of fresh off the boat or did you know anything about it or did you like it or i knew a whole bunch of stuff because i've seen tons of clips mm. um mostly of constance constance Wu being amazing yes um and talking about the show and how important it is um just to even see some representation it might not be perfect representation Mm. but at least there's why it's important and i do really love constance Wu. i think she's amazing um i i i really liked the first three episodes um I wasn't too sure about the pilot. I didn't quite know what what it was doing. Not until, but until the one of the boys calls Eddie. I believe he calls him the C word. Yes. Yes. The, the slur for people of Asian descent. Yes. It starts um, with a C. And that was sort of a moment where I was, I did the Caitlin gasp. <laughs> I was like, because <gasps> I hadn't, like I said, I've seen a whole bunch of clips, but that was not one of the clips I had seen. <laughs> Um, and that kind of changed the tone of it, right? And should be said, came from the black student 
yeah. possibly one of the only black students at his school who is basically like, yo, it's my turn. <laughs> You're the lowest on the poll now. Yeah. Like, um, and so that, that kind of fallout was interesting. And from there, I think it de- definitely gets uh, its sea legs the more it gets into it. I'm going to say, frankly, having watched both of them in quick succession yeah. this morning, Superstore is kind of a little better, like just the rhythms of it. I think straight out the gate, yes. Nothing is as good on Superstore as Constance Wu is in this role. Or, no. frankly, Randall Park. I like him as well as an actor. Yes. Um, um, and I really like his uh, younger brother. Oh God, his brothers are amazing. Uh, Emery is fantastic just because he's just automatically, like, <laughs> everyone loves him and he's good at everything and is a baller. I think I basically loved every character but Eddie. But like, Eddie. Um, and then um, his youngest, Ethan? Is his youngest? Ethan and Emery, yeah. Um, Ethan is just, I love Ethan so much. Uh, oh, yeah. And the, the oh, key, my God. The, he's the, the youngest, right? He hangs yes. out with his grandma all the time. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, the stickers for the report cards. <laughs> <laughs> and, is, and he's like, rainbow, two leprechauns, like clouds. Yeah. And, and Constance, who's the mom character, is like, ooh, clouds. That doesn't seem good. No, clouds are good. Oh, and oh, the episode at the end when Maria Bamford shows Maria up Bamford and is up, explaining yeah. the stickers. And it's like, um, but if the leprechaun's wearing a black hat, <laughs> it means that he, they put in extra effort. Like, oh, I was dying at that <laughs> it's like that episode's awesome because the whole thing is like and he comes home with straight a's yeah. and it's like <laughs> constance her name is jessica the mom jessica yeah. is immediately like goes to the principal and is like school is too easy <laughs> yeah yeah and there's no um what is it the chinese learning center the clc yes um which outside program for for the chinese community apparently too. it's like famous for like um like chinese kids hating it because <laughs> it's like extra math and violin and and uh language classes on the weekends and after school and mm. stuff and i was just reading up on it and apparently it's notoriously <laughs> horrible and he's looking out the window at kids playing <laughs> he's like i couldn't hear it but it sounded like childhood swing that stick white child <laughs> Uh, and I, I kind of do like the voiceover though. I didn't, I mean, I'm sure for a whole season, maybe and mm. eventually you're like, eh, he's not a voiceover actor, but I kind of like the interjections, the kind of grown up think the, back on the it. The wonder years. Yeah. Look backery. Yeah. I, 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 I like that a little bit, but I didn't mind Eddie at all. Um, I think what I, I do like some of what he says. I like the, or just that, you know. The idea that hip-hop is the music for outsiders, mm. like it is the epitome of being an outsider. Um, I like that idea, and I can see why Eddie sort of like flocks to that music. Um, and then he's kind of... Why do all your t-shirts have black men on them? <laughs> <laughs> he, well, he adopts like this... When he's talking about clothing and stuff, you come to mind. Oh, God. Like, just the like, what makes him look as bawling as it does like when you match stuff but it's not matchy matchy and you're like the shoes and the hat and like the sweater and yeah friends if you've never seen me in like my casual clothes i basically look like i carry weed for a member of the weekend <laughs> clan like yes except you don't do the gold chain there's no chains there's no like... my ex-girlfriend wouldn't let me have a chain good for her i really wanted a she had these beads these, like <laughs> it was like a necklace but it was like these wood beads and they were kind of hot i'm like can i wear these it's like no, no. 
Why not? Uh, good for you. Let me rock the beads. I'm glad, um, I'm glad she stopped you. I just want to say in the opening scene, you know, you see him with like the Orlando, put, trying to sell his mom on buying the Orlando Magic yeah. uh, starter jacket. I'm like, yo, I had the exact same conversation over <laughs> over a Raiders jacket with my mom in mm-hmm. like a Detroit outlet mall mm-hmm. in like 1987. Yep. Yep. The good old days. Also, crazy music budget yeah. for this show. Yeah. Lots of like actual songs. And low key, first song you hear, Ain't No Future in Your Frontin' by Detroit Detroit's own MC Breed. Rest in peace. There you go. I remember watching that and being like, okay, deep cuts. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I enjoy I, – Jessica is definitely the best character. Um, you could be in danger. And I mean I haven't seen – like you said it's around four seasons. I haven't seen anything from like season four. Yeah. Um, or I don't know how many seasons it, it's got. I think but, it's got four. Yeah. Um, it could definitely run the danger of like urkeling her. You know, we're like, we're like, it's a show about X, but everyone loves her. So they made everything about her. But see, also, but, but e- I think enough Ethan of, is fantastic yeah, as well. There's and enough Emory, characters there. And the grandmother is actually kind of fantastic. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I liked it quite a bit, but I don't think I'd continue watching it. I like the clips that come up on YouTube that I watch. Yeah. And I mean, that's also the thing, right? At this point, like a sitcom is a we talk about them fondly for what they, you know, used to represent to us. But I mean, we don't live in that world anymore. No. We live in like, like you said, it's, we live in a, let me fall in a YouTube playlist hole and just watch, you know, all these clips fresh off episode. the boat. Best of <laughs> Jessica volume one through six, right? Like yeah. you just watch 10 minutes of her being awesome and cut out all the things like plot character development. Yeah. You just watch her being awesome. Uh, like I have seen, like one clip I love, which is um, Eddie's girlfriend is supposed to come over and mm-hmm. he has a white girlfriend, but this like Chinese girl shows up and with like a box of oranges and like takes off her shoes and like offers the oranges to Jessica. And she had, Jessica has like one tear <laughs> roll down her uh, face. It's like, Eddie, why didn't you tell me it's the happiest day of my life? Um, and Eddie's like, who the hell are you? And she's like, my name's Allison. Your girlfriend sent me. <laughs> Um, so like there are these, the show definitely progresses and they still ends up having very funny moments. Um, so I mean, maybe later I could like pop in later and see if I like anything. Um, but at the moment, I don't know. I was just thinking about my favorite moment in the pilot, which centers around food. Um, basically the kids are making fun of him for his worms, for his, his, uh, the food his mom has made him, which is, you know. Uh, Chinese Chinese food. Oh my God, is it the store? <laughs> yes, and he wants Lunchables. He wants white people food. He's petitioning for Lunchables yeah. so he can you know, fit in at school. And they go to the grocery. It's like she's like, where, where do you get this white people food? And I don't remember what the store was called. <sighs> All for one or something like that with like four exclamation yeah, points. And she's like, what? What does this store have? So wait, what was it? What, what? does this ha- store have have to be so excited about? <laughs> why is this, yeah, why is this? Why is this store so excited? <laughs> I don't I don't like it here. It feels like a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and his oh yeah, Eddie's like his uh he's going to his three steps for like role domination is like get a seat at the table, meet, meet Shaq, and then have Sha- Shaq help him like take over the world or something. And <laughs> take over the world. Possibly with Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> it's like damn boy. <laughs> the vulgar music you the vulgar trash music you've been listening to made you a poet. Um 
So it definitely has its moments. And like, listen, these are, we're not saying for either of these shows, I think go out and watch them all immediately and binge them. You know, these are not Jessica Jones. These are like, if you see them in passing, if you have your, hmm. I watched Jessica Jones. God damn it, Caitlin. (laughs) That was for like 20 minutes ago. I'm sorry. Finish up this. We'll rate our stuff. Uh, For me, Superstore is like a six and a half, seven. Uh, Fresh off the boat, at least first season is like a six. I think there, it works. It, it, there were some lulls, but nothing that was like amazing. And that's what you go for sitcoms for. It's just, yeah. it's, it, sitcoms are your comfy blanket. You don't want them all the time, but I mean, you want them when you want them, when you need them, you want them there. And these yeah. are both two good examples of ones where that are not standard. I think I found one recently, something donuts. No, I said a donut shop and it was terrible. Like, <laughs> they're still terrible sitcoms out there yeah, that that one super something that they changed um it had alan tudyk in it and oh did that even make it through a season i don't think it did I the one it, where it was the dc one right where they were yeah, basically dim- powerless that was it. they were insurance collectors and then they totally retweaked it and it yeah. became like you they know were they worked for wayne enterprises yeah, yeah it had ron funches and uh danny pudi in it yeah it had a bunch of people we and alan tudyk so a bunch of people we love i don't think it made it through a season no. to be honest um, so yeah, watch these instead of like, you know, another episode of the fucking Big Bang Theory. Please. Please. So. So yeah, follow up. You watched uh, Jessica Jones. Um, I got to episode, I think six, and then I had to like go back to life, um, and, <laughs> and? do stuff. Um, it was really good. Yeah. I really enjoyed good. it. Um, I like, uh, Trish, so, Ugh. um, I like that. And I liked knowing more about their history mm. and the whole time when they were, talking like jessica's boyfriend was there and stuff and i was just like oh he's gonna get so fridged so fast oh the super no her, her boyfriend who who's like gonna open up his own club and oh in the flashbacks in the flashbacks right, yeah right. i was like oh man he's so gonna get fridged yeah did you see how he was gonna get fridge coming though or? um n- no not until like close-ish to it, mm. and I was like, "Oh man, this is not going to be good." That's, that's not good. No. So yeah. Um, you know the reveal of who the air quotes big bad is. Yeah. Is a little soapy for me, but I mean, hey, it's a it's a superhero show. It's a superhero show. That's what it does. That is what it does. Well, we'll check back in when you finish it up. See how you feel. You know me. Too long. Too long. Could trim that bad boy to eight episodes. But I'm um, interested in the second half, so I'll let everyone know what I thought when I watch it. You can do worse things with your life than chilling with Christian Ritter for 13 hours yeah. as the best character Marvel has going right now. Yep. Well, I think that will just about do it. Somebody's got a hard out that we have frankly blown past. We have. <laughs> it wasn't a hard out. It was like a, a medium out. <laughs> well, while we're still in the window of a medium out... We will take our leave. If you would like to chat with us about any of the things we talked about today, you are more than welcome to. We have so many ways you can do that. Um, one, the first, sorry, I was totally taken off guard. Um, the first being uh, on our Twitter, at GeekDownPod. Yep. Um, and then our Instagram, um, at GeekDownPod. Yes, sir. Um, then, of course, we have our email, which is GeekDownPod at gmail.com. And finally, our Facebook group, yes. which is www.facebook.com. Forward slash. GeekDownPod. If I can learn to say geek down pod like that, I will let you know. And yes, if you would like to support this chicanery financially, you are more than welcome to do so. We would love it. If you want to listen to us talk about wrestling and like stuff, 
If you want to get some some curated music suggestions, if you want to hear the continuing adventures of Gresseth, the Red Dragonborn Paladin, if you want to hear me rant about other things when I write occasionally write essays on there, you can find all that stuff at our Patreon campaign, which is at patreon.com slash geekdownpod. And that's it. I believe that's it. That's it. Friends, thank you so much for joining us as you do every week. It truly means the world to us. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. The theme song is by Rav Gasser. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Like, does anybody have anything they'd like to comment or say? And the oh, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? There's an explosion. <laughs>